life for me is not guaranteed, but life for anyone's not guaranteed. No, it's not. You know, when I was born, my parents were told, if he lives to 20, you'll be, you'll be very lucky. And that's not going to be a nice 20 years old. Like, that's going to be, that's going to be a hard battle. And I just want to make sure that, you know, every day I get, I try my best to appreciate it. And it's honestly, it's, it's, um, I wouldn't, I would not trade my cystic fibrosis for anything else in the world. I'm proud to have it, but it's taken me a long time to get to this point of being proud to have it because there's obviously many times in my life I just wanted to get rid of it. Not others with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Usually, we don't like to date these episodes, and what I mean by date is we don't like to talk about specific events because, let's face it, a lot of people Once will discover done. this episode maybe you know a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, mm-hmm. and then it sounds outdated. But we're going to break that rule today because, well, for a couple reasons, there is a very specific event I want everyone to be aware about. It is tomorrow, Friday, April twenty eighth, and it is seven to ten p.m. at the Lehigh Valley Sports Factory in Allen. Town, PA, which is where our podcast is based out of just north of Philadelphia. All the information for this is posted on the show notes for this particular episode, Attack Life, Not Others. But our special guest today, his name is Ben Mudge. What the core, the guts, the whole entire episode is about, really. It's why timeless. Yeah, but see, that's exactly what you were saying, Steve. It doesn't really matter. No, it does. It's the subject matter that matters here. Exactly. Whether you're listening to this this week, next year, 10 years, 100 years from now, it is an honor to have this gentleman on our show today. Ben, thanks for joining us. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Steve. Uh, I'm looking forward to this and Timmy as well. Thank you very much for having me. Sure. Yeah. So Ben Mudge is in Ireland right now. Tomorrow, he will be in the Lehigh Valley, like I said, for this great event. It's a celebration of health and wellness. It's to benefit the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Ben is a life and fitness coach based in Ireland. But uh, man, you've got a huge online following all throughout the entire world. You've got a great fitness business, and a life and fitness coach, and you're a fitness model. Yes. Yeah. Backing up here, I guess Steve tells me, he says, hey, this going to interview this, this really cool guy. He's got a great story. He looks like the Hulk. Thor. 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 No, no, Thor. Thor. I'm sorry. Sorry. He's not <laughs> green. He's not green. No, no. That's like he looks like Thor, which is you know one of my favorites. You got um, your wrong Avenger. Yeah, I got the wrong Avenger. <laughs> I'll take it. But he's strong as well. That's fine. I'll take that. I'll take the Hulk as well. But the bottom line is your inspiration, your story is your strength comes from within. Um, it doesn't matter if if you're big, muscular, long hair, or look like Thor. The story that you're presenting is that the core value here is your strength comes from within. And could you go and just tell us the story a little bit so we can build on that and let everybody um, hear yeah, it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so obviously born in uh, 1990 here in, in Belfast, Northern Ireland. And it was after two days that I, I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis on a, a complete fluke almost. Um, my mom was a nurse, so she kind of knew when I was born there was not something, something was wrong. Um, and a doctor, or actually it was a surgeon came past and said, look, something not right here and at this point they weren't testing for cystic fibrosis at birth which they obviously do now and he took me from my mum and my mum didn't know whether she would see me again and they performed an operation called the Macaulay Minus operation which is why I have a fairly substantial scar across my stomach as well as a couple other ones Uh, and that was to remove the Macaulay from my stomach which is it's basically the waste product that a baby would pass on a, nor- a normal child would pass uh, because of the mucus in my stomach that wasn't able to pass. And I was 
uh, vomiting up bile and it, I probably wouldn't have been around for, for much longer if he hadn't have, you know, had that knee jerk reaction. Um, he saved my life. Um, growing up, fantastic childhood. My parents, I, I credit my parents at every opportunity I can because as you get older, you realize that your parents are just making stuff up and, and kind of just, you know, calling the plays they think are going to be the best for you as an individual. And they called some very good plays for me. Uh, growing up, I felt as normal as I could possibly be with having cystic fibrosis. Uh, they made treatments as, as short as they could be. They let me do what other kids did, you know, run around, play around the garden, just get messy, you know, you know, get hurt like all kids do and learn from it. Um, could I could I just stop you for one second? What is, yeah. just for me, because I, since uh, Steve uh, mentioned uh, cystic fibrosis, I've been trying to yeah. look it up and get a rule. Uh, oh, yeah. I can, understanding I can of what yeah. does it affect? So cystic fibrosis affects the production of mucus within the body. So the way I've always explained this, and this is the way my mom explained it to my uh, childhood friends in, in primary school when they all wanted to know why I was taking tablets and they weren't. Uh, imagine the mucus within a, a normal person's body to be like, water in a jar you move that that jar around and the water moves very freely and very viscously and it's it just very very easy now the mucus in your body is much like the oil of a car if you don't have the right oil in a car it's going to cause a lot of issues for the inner you know workings of that car some with cystic fibrosis the water is replaced in that jar with something like pva glue or wallpaper paste mm. so it makes a lot of processes in the body, especially digestion, very difficult because of the nature of that mucus. It just clogs things up. And that mucus is also a fantastic breeding ground for bacteria. So someone without cystic fibrosis gets a chest infection. The mucus gets into the lung tissue and you take some antibiotics and, and take the correct you know, medication to get rid of it. And you're good. Whereas the problem with cystic fibrosis is that mucus is so thick and sticky that even if you do treat it with the correct medication, it is very stubborn and will actually destroy the lung tissue uh, that it's sitting in. And that happens over a period of time. You get lung infection after lung infection after lung infection, and you eventually have to get a lung transplant um, because your lungs have essentially become useless, essentially. Um, and that's where a lot of people with cystic fibrosis have passed away, uh, either you know, not getting the transplant when they need it or getting the transplant and having complications. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't cure CF even if you do get the uh, lung transplant, it just resets the clock. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a pretty what has kept, condition. what has kept you alive? What has kept you moving, going? Exercise, my mind, sleep, you know, massive. I actually had to think about this because I, I unfortunately, see a lot of scary uh, stories and, and I see a lot of things pop up on my Facebook or wherever I am of, of people dying with cystic fibrosis and unfortunately yeah. a lot a lot younger than me. And um, I tell you what, the, the survivor's guilt that comes with that is crippling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's made me have to really think about, okay, other than my parents, you know, I had, a, I was so lucky when it came to my parents. My dad was in the military, so he had a fantastic fitness background. My mom was a nurse. Is also a very fit person as well. So I had the I had the luck of being born to my parents and not everyone has that. But there's also things that I thought, well, what are the common things that I'm doing every single day? Not even every single day, but most days, the vast majority of my time, what am I doing? Okay, I'm eating well. I'm giving my body what it needs and what it wants. It's, I'm not, you know, this one of these 
robots who just eat chicken and broccoli and plain rice every day yeah. <laughs> I have taste buds and I enjoy using them. But I make sure that my body gets what it needs fundamentally. Like, okay, what are the requirements of my nutrition? What are those requirements? And then once I give those, then it's up to me. You know, okay, well, what do I want? What are the foods I enjoy? Do I want some cereal? Do I want some snacks? Do I want some candy? Translating candy, because I usually call it sweet to here over, over in the UK. But, um, you know, that, that was a big part of it, like fueling my body giving it the resources it needs. And on top of that was sleep. Big, big prioritization for me has always been sleep. That's when you recover. That's when your body gets a chance to kind of take a breath and obviously quite apt when you're talking about CF, but that's the chance you get, you know, um, to recover and replenish and rebuild all from all the stress that has been coming in throughout the day. And then training, exercising, you know, I, I don't even like calling it training because it's just exercise regardless of what it is. I've done nearly every type of discipline you can think of when it comes to training, because I always just want to find what I enjoy. To me, that is the most important component to long life, happy life. What kind of training do you do? So I, I had a background in bodybuilding. Uh, so okay. that's kind of my main, my main training style, but I've always wanted to, I always looked at bodybuilders and thought, you look like an ornament. You look like you couldn't move. You look like a statue. To me, I'd rather be an instrument than an ornament. I'd rather if my body looks like it can do something, I want to be able to do it. So yeah. if that's running, if that's sprinting, if that's climbing walls, if that's filming a TV show where I have to try and slack line and high line across a 60 meter drop, which I did last week, which is well, terrifying. Wow. I'm you ready for anything. You obviously have given your life um, in a way that is a, a purposeful one. Something mm-hmm. I, something I pray for every, every day that I could live a life to have a purpose in my life, which keeps yeah. me going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the, the, the idea of the strength that you have to just mentally, uh, to push forward is huge. I know, I know with some of my own disabilities and surrounding myself with a group of people in our martial arts school that I've been doing for most of my life. Um, I asked them that question the other night. It's so ironic to have you on the show because I got in front of my student base the other day, all adults. And I said to him, why are you here? I said, I'm a little tired tonight, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. And some of the comments that were made were incredible. Um, it, it's, you know, we, we think the martial arts are lifting is, is, is it could be the vehicle, but it's, it's the people. It, it's the people. Yeah. The people's the cure. Um, they all said basically the same mantra. They were saying that, yeah, I want to be surrounded by good people. They lift me up. I want to get rid of the crap in my head. Yeah. Uh, I want to kind of restart my body and strengthen it. Um, it, it, it wasn't that they, they wanted to learn how to take somebody out. You know, they didn't yes. want to kick butt. It was it was the, the, the vehicle of martial arts, the people that surrounded uh, each other, the positive attitude, the inspiration that you get from just training so that they can get home at night after a two hour push and get a good night's sleep and get up the next day, eat right and start all over again. Does that make any sense to you? Same thing? No, yeah, 100%. It's, it's you want to, I mean, a big part of it is obviously being, is surrounding yourself with the the right people. I always think, you know, there's people who take energy from you and people who give energy to you. Yeah. And true. you want to spend, no, you can't do this all the time. I'm not one of these people that you must eliminate these people from your life. You can't do that. Let's, let's be real. But you want to try and spend as much time with the people who give you energy as possible. And typically speaking, when it's something I just, the thing I talk about with my clients all the time is your body is so, inc- the more you learn about the body, the more you realize how incredibly beautiful it is. Not only, you know, not, not from an aesthetic, physical standpoint, yeah. but an actual deep, 
you know, meaning and understanding of what all is going on in your body. And it's all passive. We don't even notice it. We don't know cells being turned over. We don't know the interactions between cells. We just, it's such a beautiful thing. And I think that physical activity is so important, regardless of what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're enjoying it and time slips by and you can see improvements in what you're doing and you feel like, you know, you look back over the last six months and you've been doing, for instance, you know, martial arts and you can go, right, in this, the, those six months passed. Time is going to pass regardless of what you do. Mm. But you look back over those six months ago, I actually got better at something. Yeah. I created a you know group of people. Again, humans just it's such a deep, and I've had a lot of conversations with my clients about this as well. Humans need a tribe. That's mm. what I think fundamentally humans crave this this tribe of being. You know, it takes a family to raise a child. You know that that type of you yeah, know, we are sure. as a species a group species. Yeah, and we are getting further and further away from that because of technology and just the way the world is and um i think being part of a tribe is so important for us as humans it just gives us so much well you said two things there that i would really like to just say it louder and and everybody needs to hear this now you know look uh, we all have issues Mm -hmm. disability or not even to call it a disability is not not good um Mm -hmm. once we identify you know what our weaknesses are we either freeze flee or fight it go after Mm -hmm. it but the two things that you said that has made it so difficult in the, in the world we live in is the world events are pulling us away from our own health because we're so focused on things we can't change anyway. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, is like what you said, too, is technology. Everybody wants to push keys and play games. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to get out and get on the monkey bars anymore, so to speak, and yeah. uh, play in my sandbox, you know, and move. Um, yeah. We're lacking that sense of village and, and that, you know, that tribe. I love that word tribe, tribe, tribe. is It's an ancient word, but mm-hmm. it means so much in the modern times. But I will say this, most things can be good or bad. For instance, Ben is using technology for good because you can be a part of his tribe anywhere in the uh-huh. world. You don't have to be where he is in his town in Ireland. Or we wouldn't partner. be here now without Exactly. The way we're exactly, exactly. And right. that's, that's the way I've viewed my cystic fibrosis as well. Like I... I know that I could very easily decide, okay, it's going to be a crutch. I'll lean on this my entire life and it'll be the reason why I, and most people will not bat an eyelid if I decided, okay, I'm not going to do this because of my CF. No one's going to challenge me on that. But instead I was like, well, that sounds boring. That sounds like a life that I, I, the, the, my greatest fear is that people spending time with me, I'd be taking energy from them. As I said earlier, people take energy and people give energy. I want to be the person that gives people energy. Yeah. And I knew that if I lent into CF as being my crutch, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be miserable to hang around. Now, if misery cured CF and self-pity cured CF, I would be balled up in a corner in the fetal position crying my eyes out, but it's not going to do anything and it's not going to make me fun to be around. So I've decided to use that crutch as a weapon, as a sword, and it's the driving force behind me doing nearly everything I do. You yeah, know, but first, I, you, I, first you had to identify it and then you had to accept it. It's amazing, again, yeah. how, how things happen for a reason. Um, I was sitting down with a couple of my sensei's teachers yesterday having lunch, and uh, one of them has a major uh, issue with sight, uh, having mm-hmm. you know, sight issues, right? And we were talking about different things going on, and, and, um, and he says, you know, one thing I learned is this. First, you have to be aware of it and identify it, and then you have to accept it. Once you accept it for what it is, you can challenge and move forward. 
And that goes for anything. It doesn't matter what it is, but you have to identify it. You have to be aware of it. Then you have to accept it and realize it's here and then challenge it and go after it. And that's what you've done. Yep. Tried to. Tried my best. I've tried my best. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's all I can do. You know, I'm not, the one thing I don't want people to think is that I'm like above them or anything like that. I'm just, I said this to my client today, you know, when I'm speaking with clients and I'm working with them, the last thing I want for them to think is that I'm above them or better than them. I'm just simply further down the path than them. So I know what, I know what paths they need to avoid. I know what, you know, what paths lead to nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I can guide them along that path. Um, super important for me to make sure that I'm not, you know, growing up, I just wanted to be the same as everyone else. I think that's what every child wants to be. Growing up, I was like, I, I don't want to take these these medications. I don't want to have to go to the, the hospital every time. I don't want to have these cri- like crippling stomach aches. Um, I just want to be like my friends. And then you get to an age where you're like, well, I actually don't want to look. I don't want to be like anyone else. I want to be. I want to be as unique as I possibly can be because that's what makes life fun. Yeah, you know, they're the people you want to spend time to to speak with. And the fact that I'm even being you know invited to speak on you know, things like this and anything else I've done is mind-blowing to me because this is this came from a very conscious decision of mine to go into something that was inherently you know uncomfortable for me to be talking about i didn't really want to to make cf my thing i i didn't want people pitying me i didn't want it to be he's got cf look how well he's done I wanted to be, look how well he's done. He's got CF. The prioritization and the, and the order of that sentence is so important to me. And I, I'm trying to just have as much fun as I can in life because, you know, life for me is not guaranteed, but life for anyone's not guaranteed. No, it's not. You know, when I was born, my parents were told, if he lives to 20, you'll be, you'll be very lucky. And that's not going to be a nice 20 years old. Like that's going to be... That's going to be a hard battle. And I just want to make sure that, you know, every day I get, I try my best to appreciate it. And it's honestly, it's, it's, um, I wouldn't, I would not trade my cystic fibrosis for anything else in the world. I'm proud to have it, but it's taken me a long time to get to this point of being proud to have it because there's obviously many times in my life I just wanted to get rid of it. I didn't yeah. want it. Yeah. But, well, Ben, man, uh, you might look like Thor, but if Thor was real in real life, I can't imagine him being any more superhero-like than you than you are. I mean, the, the inspiration you. that you provide to so many thousands throughout the world. And, uh, what an much. honor to have you on our show, and what an honor to have you locally where we are based out of in the Lehigh Valley tomorrow night for those listening. If you can attend and just be a part of it again, it's uh, all the information is posted on the show notes for this episode, the Lehigh Valley Sports Factory in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Ben will be here in person. You get to meet mm-hmm. him. And uh, truly, uh, you know, you, they call you a CF warrior, but you're also what we call a, a peaceful warrior. And it doesn't mm-hmm. get better than that. And uh, we just appreciate your time. You know, everything he's talking about, whether CF or not, I mean, it's, it's what we talk about. Be well eat well, move well, live well, all of that. It's, it's, it is true. And, you know, we say the same thing. I mean, it, life is like a big grocery store. You, know, you walk in there with a cart and you're looking for good food initially, and then you, you get a chocolate donuts. It's all about yep. the choices that you make. It really is. And yeah. look, you know, in this world, I, I compare it to my father's world. Uh, which world was better? Uh, his, his generation was after World War II. Was that good? No. Um, 
is, is my world any better or is it different? I think it still comes down to the choices my dad made, the choices your parents made, the choices yep. that you make, the choices that Steve and I make. It's about choices every day. Mm-hmm. What you choose to put in your body, what you choose to think about, the thoughts that you have, the, the words that you're saying to reiterate. Like Steve said, become part of a village, a tribe, eat right, get some sleep, um, mm-hmm. become, be a positive person, try to inspire and be strong every day. Get up, be strong, have a good attitude. So again, if you're hearing this in time for tomorrow night, you definitely want to attend the event or at least check it out. The Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And thank you to Becky George, by the way, my friend and your friend, Ben, who made all of this happen uh, in loving memory of her childhood friend, Brett Weinstein from the Lehigh Valley. And, uh, you know, who I have memories of as well. So check it out online, the show notes to this episode. You can help out in some way and just be a part of it. Become a part of Ben's tribe and all of our tribe. Ben, thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. Thank you so much for your time as well. I really appreciate it. And hopefully see a few guys down there tomorrow. You bet. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. For more on our way of life through the martial arts, subscribe to our podcast. AttackLifeNotOthers.com This has been a Steve Mittenin social media creation. Creation. Steve Mittenin, socialmedia.com.